Dolphins. Qatar, double pump. Hello and welcome to Thursday Lines. I'm your host, Luke O'Brien, a.k.a. OB. Thursday Lines is proudly brought to you by Little Birdie TV and topsport.com.au, punting form and comics lounge. Now, MG, the entree's over. The main course is about to be served. Round one of the of Australia's greatest code uh, is upon us tonight. Uh, we'll get to top rope in the last 30 seconds of this show. Uh, <laughs> but it's, it's good. We're here. Round one. Uh, how are you feeling, mate? Yeah, good. The preseason's all done. Uh, come through it well. No injuries and uh, ready to go. Yeah, it's a uh, real feast. The first two, the first two nights, the uh, the scheduling. Uh, they've hidden the uh, poorer games well. The AFL, kudos to them. They've <laughs> top rope will be happy. They've really hidden the. Uh... Did they hide all night? <laughs> no, no, I knew you were going to. That was. A, I teed that one up for you early. But, nice, uh, nice half volley outside off that one. Yeah, these are kind of crowd numbers you're not familiar with top rope, but um, I think they're expecting about 90,000 to tonight's Thursday night opener. And that's not prob- just that's not for the whole round. That's yeah. the one game. <laughs> and they'll get about uh, 75 to 80 for Friday night just to loosen up uh, the weekend's activities. But, yeah, top rope, uh, yeah, that's a combined for the NRL. Well, that, that's congratulations to the AFL for that, but you would have read the story during the week that's uh, combined television and uh, attendance figures. The AFL is significantly behind the NRL. Uh, as the NRL looks to expand in 20 teams and and, and just size domination of the Australian sporting code. As we uh, as we welcome top rope, <laughs> 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 just off the long run, if you don't mind. But uh, just let, we'll, we'll we'll touch on expansion uh, off the top uh, top rope. Um, so we've we've read this week the A League has now expanded into Canberra and also into Auckland. Uh, the <laughs> AFL is obviously obviously yeah <laughs> we've read it somewhere. Uh, the AFL obviously are, are, are trying to push into Tasmania and uh, the NRL uh, going to twenty teams and possibly uh, Papua New Guinea on the agenda, which you've uh, written about in uh, in previous years. Have you got anything to uh, anything for the uh, the listeners out there? Yeah, look, the, the NRL was was almost certainly going to send to 18 teams in the next couple of years, um, obviously just to get that extra game and, and, and increased television revenue associated with it. The kind of thinking generally was that Perth would be that franchise. But, um, look, it certainly looks like Papua New Guinea are going to get the team and, and for for reasons of, of, of national security, of all things, uh, Papua New Guinea is the country in the world where rugby league is the national sport. Uh and it looks like a deal is being stitched up between uh, the Australian government, funded by the US government, uh, to try and get Papua New Guinea 18th, uh, the 18th franchise in order to stave off uh, the threat of China in the area. So, uh, look, rugby league saving the world again. So, is that Marcus Buy on the front line? Is it? <laughs> you know what? Rugby league's protecting all these AFL states, so I'll be very careful about what gets said about the great and glorious game. Hate to just open the path and straight down to Melbourne, but um, yeah, look, Mark, Mark, Marcus By, uh, Justin Olam, it's a, uh, it's a solid front line. And uh, if they did expand, uh, how many Papua New Guinean players are in the NRL? Will they be able to, uh, you know, uh, field a, a competitive team early on? Yeah, you'd think so. The issue isn't going to be around on-field talent. There's, I think, probably well, Alex Johnston, John Armit, whether those players would go there is the, is the other question. They've, they've fielded a, a pretty competitive team in the Queensland Cup for a few years. The, the issue is going to be with a PNG team is not whether they'll get the, the pipeline of talent through. There's, there's plenty of players and with the right 
you know, I guess kind of coaching and steps in place that I'll certainly be able to kind of, you know, you've got to get, get 20 players in the NRL, no dramas at all. The issue is going to be where the site is based. Is it going to be based in Port Moresby or is it going to be based in, in, in say, a northern, northern Queensland city like Cairns? Because there is going to be a reluctance of, of Australian board players to go and move to, to Port Moresby. And that's just a, that's just a simple reality of it. So, you know, significantly more dangerous city than any Australian city. So, whether they're going to be able to attract other players is the issue. Whether they're going to be able to attract, you know, Papua New Guinea players. Like, you know, I could see Justin Nolan returning there. I, I couldn't see Alex Johnson leaving South Sydney. Uh, and then the kind of commercial, yeah, sponsorships and that that go around at the, the kind of are the backbone of, of any club. So, uh, there are a few issues to sort through, but. Um, you know, it, it does apply. It's, it's probably on, on the verge of happening. Well, as we look to the round two scores uh, from last week, and I'll uh, tell you what, my Dolphins, I'm on board. I am all in. Uh, they are flying. But uh, Top Rope, any uh, any great surprises from last week? No, it was a, it was a good round. The, the Sharks were my upset over the Eels there. Uh, Dolphins, my upset against the Raiders, but they were back off the map. Uh, probably the big shock there was the, 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 the Bulldogs winning 26 score by the Storm Dock to a 26 0 lead, dawn of a new era there. And, and the Dragons and Knights, marginal outsiders as well, but uh, uh, and Dragons, particularly big drifters as well. So, uh, good round though for, um, for subscribers of the, the GGOA and uh, a bit of a filler. And I'll tell you what, if you're not subscribing to the GGOA, you are not a serious punter. Uh, Absolutely on fire over the weekend was the top rope. As we see, round two, the favourites, three from eight, uh, covered two of eight there, over and under three of eight, the home team five and eight, and the season just rolling along nicely. But uh, just one for you, though, top rope, uh, you know, a good week for the outsiders and line coverers, uh, but they're, they're still struggling to score the NRL. What, what's going on? No ads for the broadcasters. What's, what's happening up there? You're going very defensive early. The yawn fest. I don't watch free, I don't watch free to air television, so there's no ads during a game anyway. <laughs> uh, but but uh, rugby league is a game built on defence. So it's good to see it back. Yeah, you know, the the it was a bit of a joke those you know, forty to, to thirty score lines, and you now we saw a thirty to twenty six game on Friday night, and it wasn't nearly as good as the sixteen ten game the night before. So, um, nah, I, I'm yeah, as an unders punter, I'm very happy with where the scoring's at. So. Um, yeah, the, the bad teams are struggling to score because they're rubbish, but you look at the game like Penrith and South Sydney, and they were, they were two good teams, two very good defences there. So uh, I think scoring is about where it should be. We saw some games in the 30s, some games in the 40s. That's what, that's what you like to see. As we whip around the globe, uh, the golf, the fifth major, the players at uh, TPC Sawgrass in Florida saw world number one Scotty Scheffler win again. That's six wins from his past 30 tournaments. John Rahm withdrew. McElroy missed the cut. Uh, and Scotty absolutely uh, crushed them in the final round to win by five. How was that from a punting uh, punting position for you two, uh, you two lads? Bloody annoying as well it was because I backed him the week before. He might have won six of his last 30, so I must have backed him 20 of the 26 he didn't win. I'm getting real annoyed at Scotty Schaffler. He's become that absolute mark. What an absolute bludger a final round it was as well. Just just no contest. He, he just ran all over. But uh, well done. Oh, he's obviously a star, so... A joke aside, he's, he's a magnificent player, but uh, uh, very, very boring last round of the players. Uh, the only uh, the only fascination for the last round was the uh, was the seventeenth hole that caused a bit of uh, carnage. I think in the third round, two balls yeah, went into the drink, and uh, thirteen 
uh, went into the drink on the final round, including a couple of Australian balls as well, which uh, which didn't help uh, uh, Cam Davis or, or Minwoo Lee. So it was good to watch. It made everyone who plays the game of golf feel, you know, that we're all feel, human. Feel normal. Yeah. <laughs> That's so right. The amount of golf balls that were going in that uh, yeah, the back off the edge there was amazing. So um, yeah, tough. Not, not, oh, there was a hole in one, wasn't there? Uh, yeah, there, the there day, was two. So. I think there was two for the. Yeah, two, one in the first round and one in the final round. Yeah, yeah. So two for the uh, two for the tournament. Cricket fourth test uh, drawn over in India. Uh, now sees the uh, the one day as uh, commence over there. Um, India and England. Uh, sorry, India and Australia will play off the Test Championship in England. Uh, that's coming up in approximately eighty days' time. So it'll be a fascinating uh, at the Oval. That one. So it'll be fascinating. Uh, boxing. Tim Tim Zhu defeated uh, Tony Harrison TKO in the ninth round. Uh, no, now fights uh, Charlo, yeah. um, so that'll be a a good bout there. Any anything doing in the betting markets for you, MG? Uh, it, it was cracking fight. Um, you know, it's definitely action packed for mine. Um, yeah, a lot of people thought Zoo was uh, very short in the betting. I think he was about threes on chance, but uh, yeah, he got the job done. And uh, yeah, hope things all things work out. Charlo doesn't break his hand again, and they can uh, do the fight. I think they're talking uh, mid year. So. Um, yeah, it'd be one hell of a fight. Beautiful. Uh, Sydney Kings last night were winners uh, over the New Zealand Breakers, three-two in the best of uh, best of five series. There, uh, standard was a bit lacking. Uh, very, very aggressive. Um, I think both teams combined for ten from forty-three outside the arc. Uh, so it wasn't one for the uh, the name a game. Uh, name a game subscribers. Uh, but baseball overnight, the Australians made the quarterfinals, losing to Cuba uh, in a classic four-three. Uh, uh, over there, so that was um, they did very well to make the quarterfinals. The Australians and athletics, a bit of news: Zoe Hobbs created history in Sydney with a new record of ten point nine seven, Australian record for the hundred meters. So uh, she she was flying. Yeah, she was like a cannon. Yeah, a, a top rope made me uh, watch that last half of the uh, NBL game. Uh, just uh, horrendous. Like, it seriously. was horrific. It was to have like some of the talent, the way the city, like New Zealand Breakers, are the most boring team in the entire world, like any league, even basketball ever. But it was, it was just the shooting was so bad. And it wasn't like it was a defensive powerhouse game. The referees were calling ticky tacky fouls of absolutely everything. They missed a blatant offensive, a blatant goaltend. Like, I, the standard from the officiating to the coaching to the playing was horrific. And the Sydney Kings coach, geez, he's very happy with himself. He's got the locks and he's he's on very good terms with himself. The commentators uh, got paid well for uh, making the game sound much more exciting than it was. But they got huge crowds and kudos to them, the uh, finals record there. So they got it to a five-game series. How good is Andrew Gaze as a commentator? He has got to be one of my my favourite commentators in any sport in Australia. Just says it how it is, old uh, old Gazy. Good, a good man from Elstonwick in uh, Victoria's southeast as well. So good on you, Andrew. If you uh, if you're listening to the podcast, but uh, but now all those sports are out of the way. It's time for Thursday Lines, brought to you by Topsports.com.au, family owned and operated for 35 years. Bet with a bookie you can trust. Bet with Topsports.com.au. As we start with the NRL Premiership prices. Uh, top rope. Anything? Uh, any movement there, mate? Uh, well, second storm have been big, big drifters. Uh, I think the season out to uh, yeah, 850, but yeah, they're, they're big on the drift at the moment. Um, we are seeing the Broncos have been the big servants at 2 weeks. They've, they've dominated a bit the Panthers, smashed the Rebels, the Cowboys into $10 if favourite. So uh, Panthers drifting a touch, Roosters drifting a touch, but he's tightening
reasonably steady on any two rounds. Give, give it a couple of weeks and you'll see my dolphins on the uh, on the front page of, uh, of Benning as well. They're coming. They're coming. Wayne Bennett, old master Wayne. Uh, we did touch on it earlier, but uh, Top Rope's round two tips package, oh, absolutely on fire. Uh, seven of eight, uh, unit bet seven and a half. The results are plus 12.98 POT plus 74.17%. If you have a look at the season stats, 11 and four, Unit bets 28, results plus 14.64, and the POT plus 52.29. If you haven't subscribed now, you are seriously, you are not a serious punter and top rope, absolutely on fire. I'll be honest. If you missed the boat last week, don't subscribe this week. You missed the boat. <laughs> don't, want death, don't want to death ride you, but you have missed one of the great all-time fill-ups you will ever have. It was, we lost the first one by, uh, by a point and a half. And then didn't lose another bet after that. So, um, look, early season is where I usually make the make my bones. As, as I've got some very very solid angles, some uh, fifteen years of data there that that, that really hold up. Um, and, and we'll kind of be continuing that over the next kind of you know next two weeks in particular, and, and kind of before round eight, we're going to make most of our cash then. So, um, jump on now! Like seriously, jump on now! We're on some confident players this week, including uh, our best bet of the week. That is a very, very confident bet. So as we look to uh, the uh, first round, first match of our NRL action for round three, sees the Sea Eagles a dollar sixty-five against the Eels two twenty-five. The line minus three and a half over under forty-two point five. The Eels have been very slow to start after their grand final uh, appearance last year. Uh, top rope, uh, can you see them turning it around in this match? Yeah, not really. The, the, the particular concern for them has been the, the, the coaching and the kind of use of the bench. You know, they left a prop on the bench last week. I can't think of the last time that it happened. Uh, Brett Arthur just signed an extension so to become the longest ever serving Eels coach. But now I can't have the Eels this week. Don't have a huge view on the game itself on the side. I mean, they covered four or five. They covered six about a rookie. Probably leaned towards the Seagulls, but. Very, very good bet in this game. The over is already heading north with 41 and a half after 43 and a half. I would be stunned if this didn't start 44 or higher. Uh, the over 11 and three, mainly at night at rookie at 65% when they're a favourite. The over 69% when the Eels were off conceding 30 plus. They do not hold for They do not bounce back defensively quickly. So, expecting uh, plenty of points, but it's good. Uh, love the over in this one. Hopefully the FPOS machines are working at Brookvale. They weren't in round one. It was uh, free, <laughs> uh, free Four Pines Lager up at Four Pines Park on the hill. Yeah. So I'm sure there'll be a few, uh, a few punters hoping the FPOS machine doesn't work again. <laughs> yes. uh, as we have a look at the AFL premiership prices before round one kicks off tonight, the Cats very solid at 550. A lot of people loving the Demons at 550 as well. MGs, Lions at $7. And the Tigers and the Pies are steady. Uh, in single digits there uh, before the Blues, Swans, the Power and the Bulldogs at $15. A little bit of value there for the Dogs. Yeah, it looks like Melbourne's just trimmed up half a point and so has Brisbane into uh, $7 from seven fifty. So the top sides uh, might uh, shorten quickly as the uh, first month goes on. And uh, get in now for at topsport.com.au for all your premiership markets. As we look at the first game of the round, the Tigers $1.62, the Blues $2.30, the line minus 7 over under 171.5. That's tonight at the MCG in front of 90,000 people, MG. Which way are you leaning? Yeah, it's going to be a cracking start. This game always starts off the uh, fixture. Uh, well, Carlton got the uh, the job uh, done last uh, year, broke the, broke the streak, but overall Richmond have won 12 out of the last 13 still. And 
you know, they did come from behind uh, to, to beat them. I think uh, Richmond led by 20 points in the last quarter last last year. So uh, it is a domination from Richmond still. Uh, I think that'll continue if I was uh, going to play. I think the market's right. Uh, there was four and f- uh, minus four, minus five around. Now it's kind of kicked up to minus seven, which I think is probably where it should be. So uh, no no great lean. I'm going to go with Richmond. Uh, the, the total's also creeping up as well. Um uh, nine of the last ten Richmond games have gone over, actually, so um, pointing towards a few points. Both, as you said, very good forward lines. Uh, they've got uh, basically twin towers or throw Rewald in as one of the second twin towers. But, yeah, the midfield should get plenty of supply into the uh, the four big forwards there, so there should be some scoring in perfect weather down here as well um, in front of a big crowd, so it should be an entertaining game. Um, on the on the on the total, yeah, I think I think there might be points that is starting to creep up, but yeah, something in the one seventy seems pretty high for a game one. So I'm going to keep the powder dry, but yeah, looking forward to it for sure. Beautiful, and one of the uh, favourite NRL games of the year is on Friday night. It's the Roosters and the Rabbits uh, at uh, Allianz Stadium, the local derby. Uh, the Roosters two twenty, the Rabbits a dollar sixty seven. The line two point five over under thirty nine and a half. Lots been uh, a lot of media around the Roosters this week with uh, Sawali and Tedesco maybe not getting along. Uh, which way are you looking? Uh, which which takes your fancy here, top right? Well, the best bet in the game, unfortunately, we can't have a bet on. Uh, will there be a Sindin? The answer is yes. Last time these two teams met, <laughs> that's fierce final all time. Seven Sindins. Wow, it was a hell of a game. Uh, look, don't have a huge zone here. I, I kind of suspect that the Roosters will play themselves a little bit back into form, but. Souths have kind of dominated this matchup recently. Won five or six, covered all those five on 30 to 14 last year. Probably more stability. Only thing concerning me is home dogs off a winning round one to four, cover 60%. Road favourites off scoring 10 or fewer, cover 41%. Yeah, a bit like MG in the last game. Keeping the powder dry on this one. Could be a great game, but not a big beating game. Probably leading towards the bunnies, but um, yeah, no, no fun. As we look to the Friday night blockbuster, uh, the Cats $1.50, the Pies $2.50, the Lion minus 11.5, over under 165.5. Uh, this looks an absolute beauty at the MCG. Just uh, not as big a crowd, but still uh, 70,000, uh, 70 plus thousand tipped. All general, uh, all public seating has been uh, exhausted. Okay. So, yeah, so Talk big crowd members. there. Uh, everyone's going to be following Joel Selwood as he works from walks from Fed Square, and uh, yeah, it should be a beauty on Friday night. Yeah, this one will be a cracker. It's a rematch of the uh, qualifying final, if you remember last year, where uh, it's probably one of the better games, if not the best game of the year. Uh, Geelong won by six points, seventy-eight to seventy-two. There, so they extend their winning streak now over to Collingwood to four games, and obviously on the back end of last year, going through to win the grand final. Geelong currently have a sixteen-game winning streak, so. It's uh, it's you know, it's it's a powerful performance. They'll both be ready to go. The early money is for Collingwood. Uh, Geelong have opened up around fourteen points, down to eleven now. So, um, you know, I think with generally round one, they do support more the uh, the, the outsiders in the betting um, with limited form. So there is good money for the Pies to keep it pretty close. And on the back of last year, if you remember, Collingwood had an unbelievable record of winning the close games as well. So. Um, the history between these two teams is a lot of close games as well. Just Geelong have got the wood on them. Uh, just a note for grand final winning teams, they've won five out of the last six after winning a grand final in round one. So that goes well for, for Geelong. I think the, the I'm going to leave the uh, the side alone. If I was going to have a pick, I, I'd probably go for, for still Collingwood. I think they represent the value in this game. But uh, the total play on the under, even though the market's creeping up, you can probably wait until Friday 
Uh, it's opened 164 up to 65. I think it's about a goal high here. 11 of the last 12 games um, between the two at the G have gone under. So strong push here for the under 165 and a half. I'd uh, definitely wait till uh, teams come out to see which way you'd lean this one. I think there might be a few uh, big outs. Yeah, well, no, just note Jeremy Cameron's obviously uh, finger on the pulse there with his partner uh, due to have a baby. So yeah, yeah that if, could be. A big and if no, Tom Hawkins as well sort of opens him up, but yeah. uh, opens up at the scoring end. As we look at the uh, Titans and the Storm, a Saturday afternoon clash there. The Titans two sixty, the Storm a dollar fifty. The line six uh, points even over under forty two and a half. Uh, the Storm were uh, disappointing last week against uh, against the Bulldogs, but, uh, yeah, firm favourites here, top rope. Uh, best bet of the week, Titans. Uh, Logged in at four and a half, 50 to six and a half. To touch back into six, they are a tremendous bet. I'm making to win straight out as well. Melbourne have won eight straight, but Titans have covered six the last time, so kept it reasonably close for the most part. Uh, key angle here, that round three home teams off a loss, cover 65%. Round, home dogs, rounds one to four, of at least a try, cover 66%. Titans are covered nine of 15 at home, six of nine of the double-digit loss. The Storm, always touted as a bounce-back team. That has gone out the back door now. Covered just two of 11 off scoring 16 or less. Five of 13 in the state of a loss. Chips in on the Titans. Oh, jeez. Heard it, heard, heard it here first. From going, against, going against his Melbourne Storm. That's Terrific. right. Yeah, there, there goes the Melbourne listener market. It's, it's out the door. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, the Titans up there should be a uh, should be a beauty as we look to uh, the Saturday night game between the Demons and the Bulldogs in the AFL. Uh, Demons at dollar fifty six, the Bulldogs two thirty five. The line minus eight and a half over under one sixty seven point five. Bit of selection news at the D's: no Jack Viney, no Bailey Fritch, no Christian Salem, Stephen May under injury cloud, and the Bulldogs going in with their tall. Board line, um, yeah, I, I think the Bulldogs can cause a bit of an upset here, MG. Yeah, I think you might. Uh, yeah, tending that way, uh, Melbourne want to get this game underway. The longer it seems to go this week, the uh, the worse the injury news is for them. As you as you mentioned, I think Steve May is the big loss uh, for Melbourne uh, coming out of this game if he doesn't play with uh, the Bulldogs potentially having three, definitely three, maybe four tall forwards. They're really going to aim to stretch. Uh, Melbourne's defence, which, uh, you know, if they get enough supply through the midfield, which is going to be, you know, a unbelievable matchups in there uh, with the Melbourne and the Bulldogs midfield. So, yeah, if they get enough supply, the upset could be on the cards here. Um, yeah, this is a rematch of the uh, 21 grand final. Um, they split out their their um, matches last year. Uh, the Bulldogs come back, I think, uh Melbourne were up about 40 points in the second quarter and the Bulldogs come back and beat them by 10 points, so that was a fair revenge match for them. As you said, a few injuries for Melbourne. I've just gone a little cold on them now. I really like Melbourne at the start of the week. Um, just going to check myself, maybe going in now with the line, going to stay a bit neutral. Um, Mel, just a note, Melbourne's only covered one of their last eight at the MCG on the line as well, so their uh, home ground advantage is probably not as strong as what you think. Uh in the total, um, the last four games have gone over between the two, so that seems to be uh, the trend at this stage. But, yeah, tough betting game uh, with a few injuries. As we as we whip through the rest of the NRL markets, the Knights and the Mighty Dolphins, the Knights 245, the Dolphins $1.55, the line minus uh, line four and a half, over under 39.5, uh, the Dolphins, favourites. Yeah, can't have them uh, on the road. It's four and a half point favourites <laughs> in the third week of their existence. Uh, look, I've loved in the first couple of weeks, but... Uh, Big home underdogs in the season are a bet. Uh, no Pongo, no Frizzell, uh, no Braley for the night. So uh, lots of betting's changed pretty 
And the Cowboys and the Warriors is the next one we'll have a look at. The Cowboys at dollar thirty, the Warriors three fifty. The line minus ten and a half over under forty one point five. The Warriors were your preseason wooden spoon tip. Uh, top rope has that changed at all? No, they're an absolute myth, and they've lost. Uh, they've lost uh, Jackson Ford and Charles Nickelhofstadt this week. I have no depth. I have an awful record as a big outsider. They don't travel well. Uh, Cowboys back on home with a tough loss. Uh, they'll be looking up to open the shoulders up, give them a minus 10. Broncos $1.25 against the Dragons, $4.00, the line minus 12.5, over under 43.5. Anything doing there, top rope? Yeah, uh, like the Dragons here, the line is far too big in this one. Uh, Broncos in a big lay spot, round three favourites of a cover, covering 38%. Give me the Dragons. As we look at the Bulldogs and the West Tigers, the Bulldogs $1.28, the West Tigers $3.70, the line minus 10.5, over under 41.5. Can the Dogs continue their uh, their form? Yeah, look, you, you would think so. Uh, they, they're certainly not more upside than the Tigers have got, but, yeah, the Dogs haven't proven anything yet, really, and to be laying double digits, is, it's far too much this time of year. So no bet game for me, plus having a bit of Line of on the Tigers plus 10 up, but no better. And a couple of teams that have started slowly in season 2023 the Raiders 225, the Sharks $1.65, the Line 3.5, over under 43 and a half. Anything doing there on uh, on Sunday evening, top rope? Yeah, Chips and the Raiders plus 3.5. Hoping that line will drift to four, but uh, Raiders won eight straight in this matchup. Round three, home teams off a loss, cover 65%. Uh, Sharks, round three. Favourites off a win coverage is 30%. Give me other Raiders with a good degree of confidence. The first game we'll look at for the AFL whip around is the uh, Kangaroos at dollar eighty three against the Eagles, 197. The line minus 2.5, over under 172.5. Uh, if you're not betting on this game, you're definitely not watching it. <laughs> <laughs> Even Top Rope wouldn't bet on this game. Uh, That's not true. Combined wins last year, four, uh, two each. So that doesn't inspire confidence. They finished 17th and 18th. Uh, yeah, this is definitely a non-betting game, as you said, to watch. A couple of stats. The Kangaroos have not covered round one for 10 straight years now, so they definitely don't get out of the blocks. And it's uh looks like an over game here with some weak defences. So the Kangaroos, eight out of nine, um, have been over games. But, yeah, 17th v 18th of last year, four wins combined. Leave me out here. A uh, game I'm looking forward to is Port Power against the Lions. The Power $1.94, the Lions $1.82, the Lion $1.5, over under $168.5. Did the Power open favourites here or was that just my uh, reading something? No, yeah, the mail's right. Um, yeah, I, I'm not sure how they opened it. Yeah, it was, sure, it was a couple of weeks ago, but, uh, yeah, even as much as last week, the uh, Power were as much as eight-point favourites in this game. OB, I'm not sure how they come up with that. Brisbane had to start favourites there. Just favourites now. I think the market's about right. Uh, Brisbane have owned Port. They've won six out of their last seven, uh, and their last five average winning margins 32. So they've actually given the stick to Port Adelaide. Um, I like the under here. I think it'll be a low, lowish scoring game. I don't think it'll be high octane is what you think. Great matchups all over the park. Port are really going to have to dig it in the midfield here to, to keep this game close. Uh, their forward line worries me. I'm looking forward to see how it functions. There's high hopes on Port, but this will be a good test for them at home. But uh, my favourite Brisbane. And the Suns and the Swans, the Suns 222, uh, Richie Benno like, and the uh, <laughs> the Swans $1.64, the Lions 7.5, over under 165.5. Uh, greasy conditions up there on a Saturday night early uh, on the Gold Coast. Yeah, uh, I, I like two options in this game. I actually like the Swans. Uh, I think uh, I'm not totally convinced on the Suns. I know they're at home. It'll be a big test for them. 
Uh, Swans will want to get off to a good start after a uh, terrible taste in their mouth from uh, the grand final, obviously getting killed by Geelong. So I think they'll be looking to get out of the blocks like their like their side against uh, the Swans. Um, you know, Gold Coast have actually had a pretty good record in the month of March. They've won eight of uh, they've covered eight of their last nine, but they they do get some soft draws early by the AFL to get them off to a good start. This is not one of them. Uh, the th- I think the play here, though, OB, as you touched on, it'll be uh, pretty sticky and slippery up there in uh, Gold Coast at night. So I think under is a play here. There's a bit of money for them early, so uh, get aboard the unders here in a low-scoring game. Uh, the Adam Kingsley uh, era uh, starts on Sunday for the Giants. They're at $1.62. The Crows, two twenty-seven. The line, minus 8.5, over under 171.5. Anything doing? Yeah, it's a bit of a wait and see here. The Giants had a really poor last year and Adelaide have kind of stagnated in that bottom, uh, you know, kind of 10th to 14th range. Uh, Giants at home, uh, be keen to see how they get out of the blocks. Out of the block, sorry. Adelaide have uh, actually covered 10 of the last 15 um, against uh, the Giants, so they'll be uh, going in with some deal of confidence. Um, it just worries me with uh, with the Adelaide lineup. I, I, I just think they're really weak in the midfield um, against against the Giants. I think that's where um, Coniglio, Kelly, and Green will, will, will dominate a bit this game against uh Adelaide's mids, and I think they'll get enough supply into the forward line. So, yeah, not a real strong betting option, but if I was going to play, I'd just lean the Giants. And we'll whip through Hawthorne and Essendon. The Hawks, 226. The Bombers, 162. The line, 8.5, over under 171.5. I'd stay away. Yeah, the AFL have done well hiding this game mid, mid-Sunday. It's a Channel uh, 7 game. What's that? It's a Channel 7 game. Yeah, 13th and 15th last year doesn't inspire a lot of confidence. Essendon got... Uh, a raft of injuries at the moment. Hawthorne's obviously missing their full forward in Lewis. Um, probably the, the key stat here, they're both ordinary covers last year, but uh, Essendon now are zero out of eight for covering the line in March. So they certainly have not got out of the blocks in the last four years. So uh, I think the value lies with Hawthorne here um, and they're expecting points with the market uh, so, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go Hawthorne, stay out of the total. And the final game that you wanted to touch on, there's been a, uh, a bit of money for the Dockers. The Saints, 265. The Dockers, $1.48. The line, 12.5, over under 156.5. Uh, yeah, you like this one? Yeah, the, the, yeah. The, probably the weekend uh, will, will depend on this one. Uh, again, St Kilda came out slight favourites uh, in, in very early betting in this one. I'm not sure how. I know they've had some injuries since, but... Uh, Fremantle, you know, they finished fifth on the ladder last year and I think that goes a bit unnoticed when people were starting to talk about uh, who can win the premiership and stuff like that. I think Fremantle were, you know, a reasonably rated side. I think they'll look to get off to good starts and Kilda's forward line. I'm not sure where the scoring is going to come from. They've got a no-name forward line. Uh, Fremantle should dominate the midfield. I think their only steal is going to provide any resistance in there. Um, yeah, I'm really keen. that the, the boogies have been smashed here. This is the biggest go, go of the week. Fremantle are now up to a line of 12, 13. The value's probably gone out of it, but I think the play also doubling up here is on the total under. I, you know, They open up 161, 162, far too big for these two games. I know it's at Marvel, but uh, the only way St Kilda can stay competitive this game is old Rossi Lyon gets it out and puts plenty of men back and makes it ugly. And Fremantle, I think Fremantle will be quite happy just to win the game and get out of there. So uh, pretty keen Fremantle and the unders. Beautiful. Thanks, MG. The AFL stings are available for $25 a week. Uh, in the LittleBooty.Live shop uh, or yearly for $4.99 as well. For your AFL betting action, uh, the season guide is available, $66. That's been released. Uh, it was released last week, so uh, jump in there as well. So thank you, MG. Enjoy round one. 
It's good to have the Australia's greatest code uh, back with us. None of this riffraff NBL baseball that we have to try and fill the TV with. Uh, and to you, Top Rope, just a reminder that the GGOA is re- available for $33 a week and a little bit of a live shop for your NRL betting action. Uh, options in the shop, uh, see Futures Punters Season Guide for $66 or the Season Package for $7.75. It's been on fire already uh, to start the uh, start the season. So, Top Rope, uh, good luck for this week. Good luck to me, good luck to us, good luck to our national security, rugby league, protecting the country. <laughs> and that's a wrap for this Thursday's Lines. Uh, thanks to MG and Top Rope. Follow us on YouTube. You can find us in the Apple Store, on Spotify, on SoundCloud, or wherever you listen to all good podcasts. You can follow Little Birdie TV uh, on Twitter and Instagram. Remember, all your footy betting action can be found at topsport.com.au. Join us next week and punt well, punt responsibly, and have a great weekend punt. Listener.